Amen. Amen. Guys. So, we've been walking the past few weeks through what I'll tell you today, preparing for, about to dive into an eschatological investigation of the futurist interpretation of premillennial post-tribulational apocalyptic explanation of the <laughs> Right? Like, what did I just say? Right? Here's the thing. When it comes, there are big words that people like to use, and there's different camps, you know, dispensational, eschatological. Those words have meaning. I, I, I know what those words mean. You think that I'm really trying to get hit to where I'm and get down to the bottom of today is that when it comes to studying the prophetic word, we need to be all into these different separate camps. And the reason camps, and there's all this great debate. And again, I'm not here to pretend that I have all the answers to the prophetic word. The problem when it comes to is the right interpretation. When we dive in and want to learn about the last days, we want to learn about the signs of the last days, is that we can often be victims of our, our own imagination. Like we has told us the way things are going to play out, and that's our own imagination. But when we line up our imagination with what the scriptures say, guys, that as we do prepare, and I'm just going to go ahead and let you know, where the Lord is, is something we're going to get into. I'm thinking January of 2021 is that we're probably going to take a deep dive. In, and there's many, many reasons why we're going to do that. And, and, you know, the reason I tell you that right now is because I'm going to give you some things today that you can begin doing. If you prophecy, when it comes to prophet teachers, when it comes to prophecy conferences, that if I, if I were to say most of us would show up, this house may even be packed. Because there's such a, a fascination. There's what to call a prayer meeting next Wednesday. It'd be go into the book of Revelation. Before we go into this, we're about to do. We're about to pray. So before we go, before we're responding attention to in our own hearts, a word as homes, as the church, praying for our nation, we all know that there are some things happening and things are moving towards a Let's spend the next point in our nation, 80 days, really. We're going to do two separate 40-day periods of, of committed prayer in private lives with the people that you meet with, the people that you pray with, your family, how to, your household, whatever it may be, because prayer is so much and so often the most neglected spiritual discipline in the church. So if we're not prayed up and we haven't clear conscience and, and all of those things that are so important and necessary for a believer, then we're not ready to study the prophetic word, how to pray. And that's going to start next week. And if God's taught us anything about 2020, who knows what the rest of this year is going to bring. But and so that's pray, because he knows the future. Things as believers, as you do begin to pray, and we do be up to prepare, and let's say we do dive in. What are some major themes, and what are some, some important, practical, foundational things that we need to be doing prophetic word together? And that's what I want to walk with you, talk with you about biblical prophecy. Okay, so I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you three major themes of prophecy. The first one is found in the prophet Daniel, the book of And there's a lot of debate, again, because the prophetic word is, it can be mysterious. And there's some... What we have in the, the ninth chapter of the book of Daniel is an outline. Also, the final seven years of human history that leads up to the seven-year coming of Jesus Christ. And that's called Testament Prophets. Or you're reading the Olivet Discourse that Jesus teaches us about the last days. Or you're reading the book of Revelation. You see, I believe that the... And so when we understand Daniel's prophetic 70th week, it's... And so you have...
The first three and a half years of Daniel 70th that has a few indicators about covenant with many that is established between the future Antichrist and the nation of Israel and other nations involved. And I think that's going to, and I'll get to this later, will involve somehow, some way, the rebuilding. Then there's a midpoint, and it said that the middle point of this 70th week is the trigger that's in. Here in the Bible, it's the tribulation, the great one. Never been equaled and has never been equaled from the time of history, from the beginning of creation until now. Distress equaled again. In other words, there's much trouble and tribulation and pain and horror and tragedy and travail that, that Jesus says it's never happened before and it will never be equaled again after that 70th week. Well, if you split seven in half, you'll see this pop up over and over again. You ready? It'll say two months, in some place, three and a half years. It may say a time and times and half a time, which is three and a half. So many different ways, but it's all talking about the same time frame, which is a period of three and a half that the Bible speaks of. In those days, there will be such tribulation as has not been from the beginning of the creation that God created until now and never So this is still in the what? Still in the future. Last time I checked, we haven't had the great tribulation yet. That's why I'm just to come back. No. There are particular signs and things that must have a period of time that we call the Great Tribulation, which leads us to the, what we call the what? The day. How to approach biblical prophecy. If you're reading the prophets or you're reading the book of Revelation or you're reading the prophetic word, everything that you read is going to fall. Your period, it's either going to be the time of three things. Tribulation, which is half that time, three and a half years, or it's going to, going to apply to what? About... Lord, Lord, listen to Zephaniah chapter 1. How many of you have been studying? The great day of the Lord is near, near and haste. What do you fast? Well, Brother Mark, is that the sound of the day of the Lord is bitter? The mighty man cries aloud there. The day of wrath is that day. A day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet blast and battle cry. Again, so that they shall walk like blind because they have sinned against the Lord and their blood shall be for gold be able to deliver them on that day of the wrath of the Lord. In the fire of his jealousy, all the earth shall be consumed for a full... How's that for your VB? All the... Heavy stuff, right? That's the day of the Lord. Well, the book of Revelation has a lot to say about the day of the Lord as well. When he opened the sixth seal, I looked, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth, and the full moon became like blood, and the sail and the sky vanished like a scroll that is being rolled up, and every generals and the rich and powerful and everyone, slave and free, hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks. So that's from the face of him who is on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of their wrath has come. And who word, we need to understand what with when it comes to the time frame of Daniel's 70th week, the time of great tribulation, let's go on, day of, let's talk about what can you do, prophetic word, if you're interested in what we're going to begin, begin studying in, in January 5, 2021, which I dare say most of have a better foundation going into this time of study, here's some things that you need to make sure you're committed to on the front end, number one, we need to prophets. 
And so a lot of you are, are, are reading the scripture and they may read a few verses a day, which is great. Start there, stay there, because don't, don't, I'm not discounting your time. When is the last time you studied in depth the book of Ezekiel or Isaiah or Zechariah or Jeremiah or Amos or Micah or Zechariah? If we're to understand prophecy, we might want to understand the biblical prophets. They were else that we for a reason, and they lay, especially in the teachings of Jesus and the Apostle Paul and Peter, and especially when it comes to the book of Revelation, if you don't have a good foundation, understand the book of Revelation. I would never take a new believer and tell them to go read the book of Revelation. You don't start there. It's the end. You have to have a full understanding of the rest of the story. So if you want to begin having a better understanding, a grasp of the prophetic word, the biblical prophets, excuse me, and also uh, start with Moses, because I'm going to give you a little, a little key right here of Revelation. The Exodus story and the plagues of Egypt and how God delivered his children and preserved his people while pouring out Revelation. How many of you knew that? So if you're not familiar with the Exodus, so these are some things that then you're not going to understand to do. Number two, we need to start paying attention. Now here's, we're, we're, we're Westerners, we're Americans, and what have we been taught our homes that we believe and we've grown to believe that the world revolves around prophecy. Do you know what one of the most regular questions that I get? Pastor Marcus, where is America? Now, there's fringe references to the nations and the kings of the east or the coastlands or the western mindset, this idea that America, the, the whole world revolves around eastern-centric book. Amen. Everything that of Israel or maybe the took place, everything. That's the original historical context. Therefore, when we read the scriptures, we need to know in the land of the nation and we're regarding the people of Israel and the surrounding what? Nations. Now, that stuff plays out. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if we want to know what's really happening. Let me give you a couple of examples. In January, President Century. Now, I don't know if it's the deal of the century or not, but basically here's what's happening right now that you guys need to pay attention to. Is that backed by their sovereignty, two states basically settle and have sovereign reign over the West Bank, Judea, and Samaria. This has been territory fair and square in because the, United the Muslim nations came in to try to destroy you multiple times, we still, okay, well, here's the thing. We're going to do this deal, and the, the um, Israeli leaders and the government there, they're okay with the Palestinians and the Muslim nations around Israel. Not so much. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys. There's not ever going to be a peace deal, but there's not going to be one there because I'm just going to be until the state and nation of Israel is wiped off the map. Pay attention because as this deal begins to become implemented in the land of Israel, it's going to continue to stir up things that are going to be happening there with groups. And what about Turkey right now? If you don't know, President Erdogan in Turkey basically over the last five years has been bolstering his military. He's Middle East, and now the government in Turkey is saying this. It is our desire. If you don't have the revival of the node, and you need to go look it up. Because it is their purpose and their intention to reunite all of the Muslim nation's desire right now, guys. And until somebody steps in, nothing's going to stop Turkey. Just so happens that they're due north of what? From Israel. 
pay attention. How many of you saw the 2,900-ton bomb blow up in Beirut, Lebanon this week? Let me tell you why. Big deal. Here's what's happening right now in the Middle East. Syria has been in civil war for the last 10 years. Hundreds of covered from the war zone there for years and years and years. Unstable. Now Lebanon is in, by the way, that left 300,000 people homeless. 300,000. When nations become unstable and vulnerable, other nations do what? Come in and take control of them. Same thing that was uh, struggling financially. And so Hitler government will take care of you. And he just worked his way into power. You need, and we know how that story ends. You know, CNN and Fox News and get, get uh, there's a bigger world out there that things are happening through the Jerusalem Post. And you can go and read news stories we live in, which is very, very important for us. It'll tell you of what's happening. Now, a little side note, I think the explosion and to find out that that was an intention, I can't tell you. Now, by whom, I don't know. But you need to pay attention. Now, it's fuzzy. But can, I don't know, are y'all good with geography? You see Africa is the big continent right there. And just guess what that is? That's Israel. The only, our Muslim majority nation. 50% of it. Dark green is, but they are enraged that Israel has that little bitty piece of land. It's not enough for them to have that. To the last days, and how do we get a biblical framework, guys? I'm going to tell you something. I love Muslims. I love them. Give them they are, they are, people would hear me share a message like this and say, man, you're, you're all against Muslims. Deal with the ideology and the satanic deception that is in the world today because God is an existential threat to the free world and especially to the nation of Israel. We better pay attention. Christ, I want them to be delivered out of the bondage and the deception that they believe. That is what I'm saying, but it does not discount the fact that when we talk about what's happening right now in our world, all the nations surrounding Israel today are Muslim-majority nations who share of Antichrist. You, oh, but Brother Marcus, that's not what Islam teaches, right? I need to share with you some scriptures from the Quran. They kind of lump us together in a lot of um, scriptures. They're called the people of the book. Listen to what Terry's and, 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 and there are other Ramads said and taught and those kind of things. So I'm just going to share with you some things. Now I want you all to think about listening to what I'm saying here and why this can always identify the spirit of Antichrist because there will be an unnatural, an unnatural hatred for who? The Jews, that's the spirit of Antichrist. Did you know in a lot of the spirit of Antichrist also exists in the Muslim world because they, their teachings over and over again, and Christians, see that they're, chapter 9, 29, fight against those who believe not in Allah, nor the last day, and those who acknowledge Jizya, which is untruth among the people, and feel themselves subdued. So the Quran says, fight them. Fight them. Find in Quran 9, 123. You who, Quran 5, 51. Oh, ye who believe, take not the Jews and Christians for friends because they're friends of one another. Surah will abide in hell fire. They are the worst of creatures. You're a Jew or a Christian. You are the worst of creatures. What is that? Hey, 2.25 billion Muslims in the world today. 
one of the fastest growing the punishment of those who wage war against Salah listen to this Sahih al-Bakari 229-26 and Allah's messenger said the Al hiding will say oh Muslim there's a Jew hiding behind me Some, so come and kill him it's 367 and then will expel the Jews and Christians from the Arabian Peninsula and will not leave any but now does every Muslim on the planet believe that and what their scriptures command them to there are many Muslims who are living better lives, doubt, but guys, there's a large majority of Muslims that believe that, they preach that, they're teaching their children that, that is the core of their belief. Comes to what does that have to prophecy? There's the same map. And when you look at this map about the strength of the opposed to the green men in the Middle East that are surrounding Israel, surrounding Israel in the last days. Now, I want you all to think about what I majority told you. What? They're Muslim. I, I'm not just making this stuff up. The Muslims have an unnatural propensity to hate Jews and Christian. And what is the greatest um, possibility of, of who wake up and pay attention to what's happening in Israel in the Middle East? Because this is what's going to happen. There will be an invasion of Jerusalem, a cup of staggering to the surrounding peoples. The siege of Jerusalem will be against Judah. And on that day I will make Jerusalem themselves. And all the nations peoples in earth will gather against it. In Joel chapter 3, it says this. Hasten, come, nations stir themselves up. Nations of Jehoshaphat. For there I will sit to judge all the surrounding nations. Jesus said, Revelation has come near. He's talking about the great tribulation, guys. What is happening here in the prophetic word what I will be mark my words it will be the antichrist will come from a muslim context what does the bible say and I'll share more about that in just a minute but the antichrist will certainly emerge from a muslim context he will form military alliances right now in revive Turkey's trying to revive the islamic caliphate under one leader so that all the muslim nations will be united that's not what the ten kings in the book of Daniel, the ten kings in alliance, the coalition with the ten of the primary nations right there in the Middle East who will be in his by the Antichrist. He will be the one to heart and desire is to destroy Israel and really all people of God, Jews and Christians. About the ten kings, they will make war on the lamb and the lamb will conquer them. All those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. I don't have time to go in more detail there but here the day of the Lord so there's going to be an invasion there's going to be an alliance in the Middle East he's going to be led by this very powerlessness whatever you want to call him but he called the one to bring him all together and they're going to invade Israel and Jerusalem and to have dominion of authority the kings of the earth guess who's coming Jesus is coming Amen. now let me say something to be with my day of the Lord for all three of her terms of pregnancy, to be there when all three of my sons were born in the delivery, from this perspective. And a lot of Christians get off track. What if every day of my wife's pregnancy, as she was pregnant with one of my sons, I said, terrible, you're going to hurt her pains. They're going to be bad for her. And I told her that every, I reminded her every single day, you know what you're about to go through is going to be terrible. We know it's going to be real. We know it's going to be a tough time of travail. And so we get prepared for it. But what if? 
Because as Jesus said, that when a woman's time of receiving birth comes, it's a time of great anguish in the world. And so the joy outweighs and overcomes the sorrow of Christian Christ and all this stuff. We are not to focus on the bad things because we're to focus on the coming of our joy and our hope and our deliverance. And so we know that, yes, we are going to have to be prepared for what's coming upon the earth. But that is not our focus so that we don't have anxiety. Jesus is coming. That's our focus. About Jesus specifically judging, listen to me, specific nations. Now, this is where I'm coming physically out of heaven to earth, and he's going to commence to judging all of the to sit on the throne on Mount Zion, come again for himself to be God. Jesus is like, I ain't having none of that. That's my throne. That's my holy judge you. Now, listen, in my kingdom, in the book of Ezekiel chapter 30, there, again, familiarize yourself with the Old Testament prophets. And I want to read to you five verses. Let's says in the book of Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me. Sell, alas, for the day, for the day is near. The day of a soul be a day of cloud come upon England. Huh? Wait. Amsterdam and Belgium and Spain will be judged by the... No, is that what it's... Everybody's focused on Europe for years, right? The picture, when the Lord comes to judge the nations on the day of the nation, the nations are named, he tells... That should tell us who the last kingdom is going to be. Guess where they come? The Lord shall come upon Egypt. Anguish shall be in Cush. Cush. That's Ethiopia, Sudan, all of Arabia and Libya, northern Africa, all the people of the land that is in league together, they will fall with them by the sword. It's Tyre, it's Lebanon, it's Dedan, it's, it's all, it's Elam, it's Media. It's a single passage that deals with the day of the Lord, tells us which nations God is going to judge on that day, and there's no isn't involved. It's the Middle East, which tells us that the last kingdom that invades Israel will be from the what? Majority nation. God, wake up. That's how I interpret the scriptures. That's how I go to the Bible to suspect some Roman emperor and a revived Roman empire and the Pope. Two more things real quick. There's your scriptures. Why do we keep our eyes fixed on Zion? Jerusalem he has claimed for how long? Surrounding Israel won't. Jerusalem and the city and the temple mount. Because who clouded it first? He did before me. I have consecrated this house that you have built by putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time, there in Jerusalem. Solomon's, the Lord said, my heart and my eyes are there for all times. Guess where Jesus will reign and rule in Zion, in the city of David, Jerusalem. That's where Jesus will physically reign in the future. I could read more. I mean, I'd go ahead and go next. And will be holy and no stranger will pass through her again. I think there's a scenario that we might see something like this. I don't, that's not a very good picture. It's the golden dome. You see a, a layout of the city of Jerusalem. You always see the gold conquered in like 600s AD. I think there's a very good possibility. The I went there. We went up on the Temple Mount. This mosque that's kind of in line with it. But if you stand over here and you look out this way, guess what you're looking at? The eastern gate. Well, the Solomon's temple was direct Jewish line with the what? The eastern gate. And I'm sitting here looking, wait, this Dome of the Rock's way over here. There's plenty of room. 
going to happen to build the temple. I promise you. I feel it. I'm telling you. It, things are moving so fast. Things are lining up so fast. Just enough influence out for one second. The Jews, the Temple Mount again. Let's let them rebuild their temple. All one big happy family until the Antichrist. For about three and a half time for me to step into the temple and declare myself. Uh, let my true colors show who I really blown up in the sanctuary of the most holy place. And then I'm going to kill them all. That's what's going to where we are. So some of the reasons, not all, just some that I believe we're living in the last of the last days. Now, I want you to Second will come. 310 says this. And then the heavens will pass away and with a roar. And the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved in the earth and all the be dissolved. What sort of people ought you to be? Now listen to what it says in verse 12. Pay attention right here. Since all these things are going to happen as they have said, hasten the coming day of God. Did you catch it? We wait for, speed it up. Did you know what? I have a role in this whole deal. That we speed the coming of the Lord Jesus. Did you know that? Until a particular thing happens in the scripture. Until the fullness of the Gentiles. Paul said it this way. Don't be wise in your own sight. Adonis of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all the godliness from Jacob. And this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sin. of this period called the fullness of the Gentiles. Jesus told us to go and make disciples of all. That's it. They've all what? They've all come in. And then everything's going to turn at such a rapid pace that we're not in Israel. Keep up. Now, guys, when it says, when it says, you understand what that means, right? It means that of light, for those of us who have to get caught standing, we will not be deceived and we will not be caught off guard and we will be ready and prepared for the... Oh, this just happens one day and nobody was ready. That's not what it means. Jesus says, when you see all of these signs taking place, know that my coming, my return is what? Until all of these things are fulfilled. Now, take some of these. If you took notes... Some digging and research and, and reading and study, guys. Be a Berean. Be somebody who gets into the test what I say. Don't just take what I say. Go test. Look at different things or have theological discussions or whatever it may be. But I encourage you. Studying the Bible. We need to know what the Bible says. You need to know who the Old Testament prophets are. You need to know what Jesus. We need to know these things so that we're ready. Okay? So that we can really dive in together and get a good handle be his witnesses. Because do you know what? They feel it. They sense it. They got a, somebody tell me, why is this happening? Why is the nation shut down? Why are there riots? Superpower in the United States. Why are there bombs happening? Guys, listen to me. We have the what? The answers. And we're able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people disciples so that we question what God has called us to do. May he find us doing those things when he, when he comes. Amen? Together. Father, we're going to sing that if there is a, if you have ignited knees and pray and search the scriptures, Lord, and, and give us the, 
the opportunity happening on boldness to share our faith. You have written the story. We know the end from the beginning. And Father, we need to be telling people. And so prepare our hearts, oh God, in Jesus' name.